Section 14 of Birds, Volume 3, Number 5, May 1898. Recorded for LibriVox.org by M. Lee. The Double Yellow-Headed Parrot I came from Mexico. Once I talked Spanish, but at the present time I speak the English language altogether. Lucky, isn't it? My neck might be wrong did I cry Viva España just now. The reason why I spoke Spanish in Mexico was because I boarded with a Spaniard there. Now I live in the United States and make my home with an American family. As I only repeat what I hear, I must, of course, talk just as they do. I was born, however, in the finest parrot country in the world. My mother built her nest in a deep hollow in the highest tree trunk in a swamp or jungle and there laid just two eggs. She was wise to choose a high tree, for there she thought her nest was out of danger. When we were hatched, my brother and I, our parents fed us only twice a day, in the early morning and late evening. Two meals a day was enough for little babies, my mother said. Well, maybe it was, but in our case, it would have been better had she not fed us at all. You see, the parrot hunters were about, and as my parents always kept up such a loud clucking when feeding us, and we did the same, why, the hunters found out in which tall tree we lived. It was easy then for a peon or poor Mexican to climb the tree, and so all of our family were made prisoners. Being double yellow-headed parrots, we were very valuable because we can talk. My master paid twenty dollars for me. The gentleman who owns me now sells tickets in a theater. My cage hangs near the window, and I used to hear him say when there was a rush to buy tickets, one at a time, gentlemen, one at a time, please. I hadn't learned to speak English very well then, but I heard the sentence so often that I stored it up for future use. My master one day went to the country and took me with him. The sight of the trees made me think of my old home, so I escaped from the cage and flew off to the woods. They searched for me all day, but not till nightfall did they find me. Such a sorry-looking bird as I was, sitting far out on the end of a limb of a tree, with my back humped and half the gay feathers plucked out of me. Around me were a flock of crows, picking at me whenever they got a chance. One at a time, gentlemen, I kept saying, hitching along the limb, one at a time, please. But instead of tickets, they each got a feather. End of section 14. This recording is in the public domain.